Let's bring up Brian Spinelli, Senior Wealth Advisor at Halbert Hargrove. Brian, when you look at the situation right now, it seems to be getting more complicated than just valuations dropping while the Fed hikes rates. We've got major uh, currency crises happening abroad. What are the odds that we have a crisis here at home? Well, I actually would like to go back to one thing that um, we do. We primarily advise individuals and families, and they usually have a three-plus-year goal or time frame or even longer than that. And depending on where a client is today, a lot of what they're getting bombarded with is just going to be noise for their long-term goal. And so, you know, bringing, bringing headlines in like crisis and all that stuff at home, that's not going to really help them make strong decisions. So um, what if it is a crisis? They need to look at it. They need to next look at the next three to five years and say, okay, what are my opportunities? Where am I positioned today? And is it really appropriate for what we need to go through here? Because these situations are going to be part of investing. Do we not have to try and figure out uh, sort of where we are on the downslope from an economic boom that was COVID though? I mean, dot com, if we call that a crisis, you had to wait 10 years for the best stock in the market to get back. You had to wait 10 years for Amazon, for yeah. Microsoft to get back. 2008, you had to, you had to wait five years for uh, much of, if not longer, for many companies to come back. So uh, if they've got three, four year horizons, we're in a crisis, then it seems like they're right in the, the thick of it. Well, it depends what you own, right? Because if you're 100% NASDAQ, I'm sure you're going to feel the pain. But there if you go. owned other things like private real estate and other assets that are actually doing well in this environment, you have the ability to ride it out. Yes, stocks are volatile. That We know that. But at this point, they really need to look at where they're positioned. Do they have enough conservative assets to get through this time period? And, and absolutely, you can pick any point in history where there's something that didn't recover for 10 years. Um, but you shouldn't have too much of that if that's mm. really what your long-term goal is. Okay, so now we're talking. What do you think right now, what portion, because a lot of people are still kind of in an old-school 60-40 mindset, stocks and bonds, and both are doing terrible. So how much of that portfolio needs to be in some of the alternative stuff you're talking about? I'm going to talk my book here just so Please everybody do. knows it. Right? Everybody we does. clear about that. Everybody talks their book. <laughs> we want to know uh, what your I'll book is. i about it. Yeah, at least 15%, because it has to have an impact at the bottom line. So, you know, sometimes people go, oh, that seems like a little bit much, but who needs 100% of their portfolio liquid on any given day if you really do have a long-term plan in place? You shouldn't, but um, I'm speaking to our clients on this, and 15, 15% is probably where the sweet spot is to start having a meaningful impact at the bottom line. Okay. And that and that really does come at the expense heavily of core fixed income at mm. this point in time. So you're taking away from bonds to put in some of this other stuff. We we actually started doing this about 5 years ago starting to leg into alternatives a lot more heavily than we're, you know, today. Mm. And that's kind of painful, right? If you think about it, for the last 5 years before 2022, bonds did okay. Like the 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 average ag was was given a great return and you're kind of like, why would I ever want to do anything different? Well, here we are. Um, <laughs> and this was the anticipation at some point, things are going to have to adjust higher. We can't be at zero forever. Okay. So that's a, a, an astute uh, move that you guys have made. Um, and is that now going to be sort of the permanent allocation going forward? Do you think the level of bond volatility we're experiencing right now that caused you to make these changes is sustainable? 
Um, I think we're just going, we're going through a period of rapid adjustment on the bond market and the bond market being a much larger market than the stock market. There's a lot more players that are trying to make decisions right now and, re and price in what the next, call it six to eight months looks like. Um, I don't think bonds are dead. I mean, we said something about the death of 6040. I think today for bond managers versus call it active equity managers, they have a lot more opportunity to earn pretty good rates of return that they didn't see last year. So go forward, I think there's an opportunity actually in fixed income, but it can still be complemented with alter like true alternatives to stocks and bonds. I think there's a place for both at this point. What are those best alternatives? What's performing the best right now that we may not see when we just pull up a general publicly market, uh, a publicly traded market watch list? What's the stuff behind the scenes that's doing good? So, so far this year, private real estate, and I mean institutional private real estate for the most part. So think industrial, multi, large multifamily, that's done the best. Um, on, on top of it, private credit still continues to do well, but you gotta be careful because people use private credit as just a broad term. Depends where you're making those loans to. So in general, what, what level of due diligence you're doing, what level of active oversight you're providing, the private credit markets and private real estate have been pretty stable through this hmm. um, and, and giving people the income return they, that they expect. Okay. Brian, appreciate the uh, explanation of what's in the book. Always like it. Uh, great to get a new take. Yep. Well, You're box. welcome. Good yeah. to see you today. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Brian Smelly is Senior Wealth Advisor at Halbert Hargrove, diversifying away from stocks and bonds in private market alternatives.